Blog Talk Radio. Anyone want coffee? Hello, fellow book writers and caffeine fiends. Welcome to A Daily Cup of Joe, where you'll get to hear from publishing industry pros and affirm your inner bookworm. Welcome to another edition of A Daily Cup of Joe. I'm Joe Michaels of the Joe Michaels blog, and I'll be your host for today. I'm so excited to have author Liz C. Long as my guest. She's one of the masterminds behind Roanoke Author Invasion. That'll be the event we're talking about today. You can find out more at RoanokeAuthorInvasion.com. A live link is in the show description. RAI launched last year to thunderous applause, and the authors in attendance couldn't stop talking about their experience. So I nagged Liz until she agreed to join me here. I know you're all excited to meet her and hear about this amazing shindig, so sit back, relax, and let's get our gab on. Hi, Liz. Hi, Joe. How are you? I am super-duper awesome. I can't even get across to you how happy I am to hear your voice. <laughs> it just seems like a month is way too long to talk to you. Like, for oh, real. it feels like a year ago. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I saw on Facebook this morning that you gave up coffee since January. Yep. Poor mistake. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what, what's, what's behind that? What's the story there? Um, it, oh gosh, it's a really boring story. I got super um, sick back in February, and so it was one of those things where I switched over to tea just to kind of like ease things along. And next thing you knew, it was I was only drinking tea, and so I kind of cut coffee out of my system and didn't really have a problem getting it out once it was already out. So um, yeah, I'm one of those weirdo writers who does not drink coffee. Although I plan on staying up all weekend to finish my fourth book um, in, the, in a series, so I'm probably going to break that rule and drink some coffee later on this afternoon to stay wide awake tonight. <laughs> <laughs> is this the Donovan Circus series? It is, yeah. Hopefully the fourth one will be out this fall, so fingers crossed. Oh, my goodness. That's going to be so exciting. I actually bought my <laughs> niece you. those books for her birthday at UtopiaCon. Uh, so that's why I, I remember. Thank it. you. Yes, she was excited to get them. Okay, so um, we're here to talk about Roanoke, Roanoke Author Invasion. Uh, we're going to talk about this year's event before we go to next year. You okay with that? Perfect. Absolutely. All right. So about how many people were there last year? We had 30 authors last year. Um, and so it was a really great group of, of female authors um, for the young adult and new adult genres. And it was great. I mean, it really didn't feel um, crowded or super big. And so 30 authors is a great number. And we'll talk about, I know a little bit later, we'll talk about who's coming back next year. And so we're looking to open that up um, to do a, little, a few more you know, entries. But yeah, they were, it was amazing. It was such a great experience. So I'm really excited to talk to you about it. How many fans do you think showed up? We had anywhere, About. I would say between 100 to 150. Um, it, it was one wow. of the coolest things I've ever seen. So we, we started at 10. But at about nine o'clock, I'm walking out to check on things and I find a line. There is a line of people like out the door already at 9am an hour before we started. I about fell over. I could not believe it. It was amazing to, to see so many people so excited to drive from all over. I mean, we had people driving from, you know, South Carolina and Georgia and Ohio just to, just for a signing. It was amazing. 
That is so awesome. Did you guys do any kind of marketing for that last year? What what kind of stuff did you do locally or uh, nationally? You know, we really we really didn't do a lot of marketing. We you know most of our budget went to buying things like the tote bags, um, but we did you know take out a couple of Facebook ads. And honestly, um, I do PR for my magazine publishing company in Roanoke. So for me, I actually am friends and know a few um, of the media contacts in the area. And so that is actually um, easy for me as a PR person. And so I got to talk to a lot of the people and let them know about what was happening, um, you know, calendar events and things like that. So it, it worked to my favor that, you know, I happen to live here and I know a bunch of people. So it was sort of a, sort of a cheating way of getting our PR done. Right. <laughs> well, it's good to, like, market where you live. I think you can reach a lot more people who know you and are like, okay, well, this throws great events or whatever and get them out there. Oh, absolutely. And, of course, events like this, which, you know, was free last year, they're really big in Roanoke in, in my area. And so we're right on the cusp of um, Tennessee, North Carolina, and Virginia. So it's a nice little um, – it's sort of like the middle ground for a lot of people on the East Coast, which was great because it wasn't a long travel for them, and they only they don't feel bad about staying for just a day, you know, since it's not a, comp- a really long conference. It's just a day for a signing. So it was great. Right. Right. Um, so what kind of, like, do you think any of the authors that were there, like some of the bigger names, I know Jennifer Armantrout was there, do you think that helped mm-hmm. with the fans showing up and stuff? Oh, absolutely. I would say, honestly, you know, going back to that marketing thing, we we did some marketing, but the majority, when we did our survey, the majority of readers said that they came out because they saw it from their favorite authors, you know, Facebook shares and Twitter, you know, accounts and stuff like that. So it was definitely a lot of talk um, just helping from the authors. It was great to have their support because when they blast up their fans, their fans show up, no doubt. <laughs> well, I bet it's great to have fans like that. Not sure I have any yet. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> I'm just there. Yeah, we'll get there. So, what were some of the big names that were there, or the small names that were there? I just want to know, like, who I can expect to see. Sure. Well, like you mentioned, Jennifer Armentrout was there. Um, I believe she said that she wanted to try and come back uh, for 2016 too, which is awesome. But um, so, Jen Armentrout, Heather Heldenbrand, um, Kristen Day. Michelle G. Miller, Brenna Butler, Cambria Hebert, um, gosh, I mean, 30 names, and they were all, you know, the, the 28, 29, not counting myself, but they were amazing. I mean, these girls are such forces to be reckoned with in the publishing and, and book world and community, and it was amazing to have them come to Roanoke and rave about this signing. Like, I'm just totally floored by the support that, you know, has come out of meeting these women, and, and you know, it's been amazing. It's been absolutely amazing, and to have some of these bigger names come to Roanoke and for the sign was just sort of awe-inspiring. I had no idea it would be as big as it was, honestly. It's so awesome whenever things blow up unexpectedly. Um, I don't know if you know this or not, but it's the second Tuesday of every month here in North Georgia is Coffee Day. And I happen to have coffee mm-hmm. with Stella Roccaforte. And she could not shut up about the event. She said, oh, my gosh, it was so much fun. There were so many fans there. There were so many authors there. We got to hang out. And there was a nice break, so you weren't just constantly – at your table with your book, you know, there were right. like, set apart breaks and things. So they really appreciated all that, just so you guys know. Oh, good. Um, That's right. You know, I, I love Bella and I'm just so, pl- I'm so pleased, so pleased that everyone was happy. It's just amazing. So you feel that the event went well this year? Oh my gosh. It blew all my expectations out of the water. Genuinely. Um, Laura Howard is my co-chair and so she was actually the one that wanted to put on a signing or an event of some kind. And so, like, once again, we talked about different areas, and then Roanoke came up 
specifically because, like I said, it's middle ground, and also because I'm, you know, I know PR people here, and so it would have been easy for me to to work my end of things as far as having the actual event and location here. Um, and so she handled a lot of the um, author side of things. So she got a lot of the, like I handled PR and marketing, and she would handle getting the hotel set up and dealing with, you know, who's coming and asking authors to come. So. Really, Laura is the brave one who got all these girls here because she knows so many great authors, and so she got them here. And, yeah, I mean, like I said, it, between between the caliber of authors that were attending and the amount of readers who showed up, the excitement and the enthusiasm from them, it was just absolutely wonderful because, you know, I, I, it's not that I kept my expectations low, but I was I was really nervous, you know. I was really nervous that I would make all these girls come out here for, like, five people to show up. And so to see that line out the door, you know, it was a bit of a, you know, a hallelujah moment. Like, thank God, you know, and it was great. <laughs> I do I do know the hallelujah moment. Um, do you think it compared at all to Utopia, or is it was it a different vibe, and in what way? Um, I would definitely think it's a different vibe. I don't I don't want to compare anything to Utopia because of its unique experience. Um, but, you know, the Ronak Author Invasion, it is first and foremost a signing. We don't do panels. Um, it was from 10 to, 10 to 2, I believe. And so it was panels where, I'm sorry, it was tables where readers can come out and meet their authors. And really it's a great opportunity for readers to come face-to-face with their authors. And because there were not um, – 800 people there, you know, you get a lot of quality time with these authors. It's not just a quick um, picture and then you have to be kind of escorted away before you fangirl too much. It was literally, you know, they'd stop and talk to Jen Armandrag, they'd stop and talk to Quinn Loftus, and, you know, Quinn would take time to come around her table, bless her heart, she was pregnant at the time, and she'd, she'd hug every single person, take every single picture, and spend as much time as she could with all of them. And it was amazing because I think readers really appreciate um, being able to ask more questions and and get one-on-one, you know, with their favorite authors. And so that was something that was really great to offer to readers. And I think that's another reason that they'll keep coming back because they know that they get a little bit of quality time with their with their favorite authors. Absolutely. I would love quality time with some of my favorite authors like Liz. <laughs> um, I, I am actually deadly serious. I'm, I, whenever I say a month is too long to go with, between times talking to you, I'm, I'm serious. I Absolutely. That's why I just like stalk you a little bit. Let me just send you messages every day. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's okay. Um, So have have any authors given you like written feedback or have you just heard verbally like from me and, you know, who has talked to some of these? No, no. Um, We did a survey. We did a survey, one for readers and one for the authors. And so the readers came back first and they were great and, um, and really positive. And then the authors were just, oh my gosh, so positive. Like literally, I think there was only like, one negative thing, in every, like in all the surveys combined, and it wasn't even about like the signing. It was about you know finding the hotel and directions or something like that. You know, it was it could have been fixed. Um, so really, I mean, the readers were so wonderful, and and it was a lot of um, the reception was great, and they were very excited about coming back. They were asking if I could do a second you know event that year, and of course, we're all like, oh my gosh, no, we got to plan this stuff out like ten years in advance. Um, but you know, it was great because they, I mean, like I said, we had people coming from all over. It wasn't just, um, Roanoke people. And that was, that was my fear. That was my worry that everybody who came would be just from Roanoke. And it was, it was amazing. These girls are driving from Ohio and South and North Carolina and, um, you know, Maryland and really, really hours, hours out of their day to drive down to little old Roanoke, Virginia and, and meet their favorite people. So, um, for them to do that and to want to come back is obviously a very positive thing. It's a good problem to have, as I like to say. Right. Have you thought about um, – yeah, it's a good problem to have. Have you thought about uh, 
the authors like changing it up completely for next year for yeah you know, for next year or have you thought about like is it going to matter that those fans have already been there and met the authors do you expect for it to grow in that way or like you understand what I'm asking I'm probably yeah absolutely <laughs> no no you're good you're good I honestly think it will just continue to grow um you know Laura and I are both we're not strict by any means, you know, and so we don't want to necessarily limit it to just 30 authors. Like I said, we are opening it up to possibly 40, maybe even 50 authors, depending on the um, response that we get, you know, people who who submit to be part of the event. Um, we did open up to first come first serve for those who were here last year. We think that's fair. We love these. We love these people. This community is amazing, and we want them to come back every year. Um, and keep in mind, just like like you and I, all the other readers, they have budgets. So theoretically, they came and bought a book from everybody, and maybe next year they'll come back and buy the new books, you know. So they'll keep coming back for their favorite right. authors just to buy more of the books if they haven't read them all. Or even if they have, they just want the paperbacks, you know, and I think that's great. It's a great opportunity. So, yeah, um, you know, we'll open it up a little more. We're going to bring back the people that were there last year, assuming they want to be back, and, you know, then open it up to new people who want to be part of it and, you know, start a whole new whole new signing process. <laughs> awesome. Um, do you, do you have any like special things going on, dinners, lunches with authors, or are you open some of that up to fans? Maybe like a giveaway. Cause last year, um, well in June we had like the, you know, the keynote speech dinner. So are you going to mm -hmm. do anything mm -hmm. like that where people can go and have dinner or lunch with authors or anything? I would love to do that. Um, that is something, again, Laura and I are in the early stages of talking about 2016's event. Um, and so right now we're sort of, you know, in the very early stages of seeing who wants to come back and just getting the authors there. Um, last year we yeah. did um, we did a group dinner after for the authors. And I don't think readers were necessarily, they realized that they could stay and hang out because I think we all would have been fine if, you know, some of the readers had stayed to have dinner and happened to be sitting next to us and we totally would have struck up conversation with them. Um, so really, it, I think, I mean, we would like to do something like that, do a little dinner giveaway or maybe a lunch, you know, one of the authors you know, for example, you know, Cambria Hebert could leave the room and go have lunch with somebody next door, you know, and that would be awesome for a reader to win that lunch with her or, or whoever, you know, you can get my example. Um, but, yeah, I would yeah. love to do something like that to really pay it back to the readers. They're the ones coming out for this and, and spending their time and energy and money on us, and I, I want to be able to pay it back to them as much as possible. So, yeah, that's definitely on our list of uh, theoretical possibilities to offer them, absolutely. Oh, well, that's, that's actually very, very intriguing and interesting, you know, because authors fangirl over their readers just as much as readers fangirl over their authors. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, so are, are you guys going to keep like keep growing every year, or are you going to eventually have a cutoff number? And what do you we think will that probably will eventually – yeah, um, I imagine – so this year we'll open it up, and I imagine for 2017 it would be um, cut off. I imagine it would probably stop at 50 if – if we're not already at that point. Um, because the, the Holiday in Tanglewood is a wonderful location and it's a great venue space for us, but it is a little bit um, smaller. You know, it's not quite as large as, for example, the hotel that we stayed at in Utopia. It doesn't house, you know, 800 of us in one room. So we do have to keep it to a minimum. And I think um, we had actually talked about last last year when, the, when I walked out and saw that line, I went, oh my gosh, what happens if 300 people want to walk into that room together? And so our volunteers actually kind of staged them in waves so that they all came in in groups. And that was probably better for authors because they weren't swarmed all at one time. I mean, there weren't really any lines to sit and wait to talk to your favorite authors. I mean, people got to really just kind of bebop around the, the room and go to who they wanted to talk to, and they didn't have to stand around and wait in line for an hour or whatever to, to meet them. So, um, 
you know, we probably will have a cutoff by 2017, but it's, I don't think it'll be, you know, we're not going to stop at 25 people. I think we'll probably do like 50 authors at that point and see where we are in the game. Right. That makes sense. You wouldn't want to overwhelm your readers too much and not give them the time they want. No. And I don't want to kill the authors either. They'll just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Because oftentimes if you have a fan and I have a fan, they cross fans. Right. 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 So I could see people getting easily very overwhelmed. <laughs> 500 people yeah, and, rush the room. Yeah. And I mean, quite honestly, that would freak me out. You know, and I'm used to, to large groups of people and stuff through my job. Um, you know, but I, I don't know. I, I want to offer the opportunity. I really like the, the one-on-one. I think that's the most important thing for the readers, especially. Um, and authors love it too. You know, we talk to a lot of these people online and we never get to see them face to face. So if there's ever an opportunity to, you know, I like to spend as much time as possible as I can with the people who support me, and I think that they appreciate that. So I definitely want to keep it, you know, close enough to where, you know, they're still getting some quality time with their favorite people. And and to that extent, you know, I mean, Roanoke is Roanoke's a great place, and I love it, and obviously I'm a big advocate, but, it, uh, you know, it's small. It's not New York. It's not Nashville. And so, you know, at the same extent, I'd like to keep it sort of sort of all together. You know, Roanoke is – I want it to be known if we continue doing it every year, which I would like to. Um, I would like it to be known as like a small conference signing where you get a personalized, you know, meet and greet with all your favorite people. So I, I kind of would like that reputation as opposed to you only get, you know, 30 seconds with them and it's ter- terribly crowded and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right, or they're not there and you have to come back later because they had somewhere they had to be exactly. or like that. Yeah. Exactly. I get it. I get it. Um, so you guys are going to plan to do this every year? So far, so good. We haven't talked about killing it. So, you know, we've got next. We've got 2016 under our belt for sure, definitely 2017, and I guess we'll go from there and see the interest. But, I mean, interest for, from last year has only really, you know, skyrocketed, so I don't see it stopping anytime soon. Right. Well, that's great. Um, that makes me so super-duper happy for you guys. You don't even know. I just actually, <laughs> Thank you. I, I don't know if Laura told you, but this year was the first year I actually met her face-to-face. Oh, yeah. The Roanoke Author Invasion was the first time I met her. I mean, literally, we've been talking for like three years, and then she, you know, she shows up at my house, and it was like, oh, this is weird. It's like two worlds colliding. <laughs> it, it was. It was like, oh, my goodness, there's Laura Howard in the flesh. Holy moly. <laughs> Because last year, and that's how I feel about everybody. Last year, she couldn't make it. So there was Flat Laura, and I got to meet Flat Laura, which was interesting. But, you know, real 3D Laura was actually a whole lot better. (laughs) Right. right. Much more personable. (laughs) So um, are there any new faces this year? Who could we expect to see? Who's already signed up? Do you have Um, to have a I'm trying to think. Um, You know, we've had a couple people already sign up from, from last year. Um, and so we've definitely had a few new people, like Joe Michaels, for instance, uh, just, a, Ooh, yeah. just a thought process there. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we've had so Cambria, um, Heather Hildenbrand, Kieran Lynch, Melissa Haig, they've all agreed to come back. Um, and really, we've, we've only opened up our, um, I'm sorry, our sign-up form to the people who were there last year, just to gauge, you know, according to those 30 that were there, how many will return. And so we do have a couple of new people. Um, Tiffany Foster's one. She came last year with one of her friends and loved it so much that she she asked if she could, you know, participate this year. And so that was really great. I think we're going to have a lot of interest. Laura, I mean, talked to so many people at Utopia about this event. So I think once word gets out that we're, you know, accepting Apple 16 event, we'll get a lot of 
you know, submissions. And I'm super excited to see who wants to be a part of it. But to bring back these girls who were there last year and then to bring in new new blood is just it's so exciting. It's so exciting to see these you know, women getting excited and, and the readers and, and bringing the whole families into it. It's amazing. It's such a, it's such a wonderful community. I just can't speak enough, you know, highly enough about it. Right. You guys are on the East coast. Have you thought about doing like a middle year West coast type thing? Um, that thought terrifies <laughs> me quite honestly. That, um, no, that is not on my radar right now. <laughs> um, between Roanoke Author Invasion and then, of course, you know, you've got, so if that's in April and then Utopia is in June, and then, of course, we've got, you know, PinCon and, and RT and like all these other ones. So I don't want to stress everybody out too much by giving them another signing to go to, you know. Right, right. Um, but, you know, we could we could probably work it out because Tia lives in San Ramon, California, and we could do like a San Ramon author invasion or something. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And you know what? I encourage you, even if I can't make it, I mean, even if I couldn't make it, I'd love to see somebody do that and, and really bring, you know, the East and the West Coast together, you know, and, you know, somewhere in the middle or whatever. Um, I think that's really important, not just for writers, but, you know, of course, for the readers, because not everybody from California can get to the East Coast and vice versa. So, I mean, even if it's, you know, even if I can't make it, I really, I highly encourage someone to start their own, you know, California author invasion or whatever. (laughs) It would be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Like East Coast author invasion, West Coast author invasion. Just throw in that Yeah, and it's all Yeah, No, absolutely. (laughs) Hey, I'm all for spitballing. And, you know, that's all spurned from, really, that's all because, you know, we get inspired by things like Utopia, you know, Janet Wallace putting that thing together, and we just get so excited. And, and I mean, I don't want to see Joe Michaels just once a year, you know? Like, I want to see you all the time. So if I can make an excuse <laughs> to get you up to Rona, by all means. Yeah, sometimes you're just like, I need a little Liz in my life, you know what I mean? So <laughs> you got to have some Liz Long there. Um, actually, Chris. Did you listen to Christina Marie's interview yesterday with Christina Benjamin? No, not yet. It's on my list to do this weekend, though, for sure. That was a really cute little show because those two are the funniest, funniest, funniest people <laughs> I have ever listened to. They were joking, and you're, you heard cat jokes, and the FedEx dude rang Christina's doorbell at one point, Christina Marie's doorbell, and she was like, oh, that's just the FedEx guy, and I was cracking up. I was like... <laughs> Oh my goodness, that means books, and you know she just got excited. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, I mean, if it helps yeah. you, the most exciting thing I've got here is my dog is really upset. I took away his sweet toys, so he's staring at me and intently and wanting it back, but I won't give it to him because you'll hear it on the radio, and that'll be terrible. So, so there's my exciting half. I've got my dog just pining away at those squeaky toy up here. So, okay, here's a big question. Um, what made sure. you and Laura come up with this idea? What, where did the whole thing come from? Where did it? Where was it born? Um, honestly, Laura, Laura is the brainchild behind this. Um, she, when we went to Utopia, well, sorry, when when I went to Utopia, and I I brought flat Laura, um, because she and I were going to room together. And so she ended up last minute not being able to make it. And so she was really bummed out she couldn't make it, you know, like the rest of us. And so, you know, we did Flat Laura and all that. And then we were talking about different events and, and things that happen, you know, around the country for writers. And so I, genuinely, I mean, just one day I feel like, I feel like the memory is one day out of the blue, she, she messages me on Facebook and says, you know, hey, how would you like to do a signing? You know, what, what if you and I come in together and do one? And I, and I thought, we and I could, we could do that. We could do a signing for sure. I don't want to do a giant conference like Janet does in our first year. That would be like masochist, but 
Um, but yeah, totally. We can do a signing together. That's, mm-hmm. you know, not easy by any means, but easier. Let's put it that way. Um, right. And so, sure. Yeah. And then we, so we talked about different locations, you know, do we go to Florida? Do we go to North Carolina? And finally, you know, she, she said, she, cause I didn't want to bring it up. Obviously I live here. It's easy for me to, to say Roanoke because I live here and I don't have to travel and spend a bunch of money. But quite frankly, when she suggested Roanoke, I said, are you sure? Really? And she said, yeah, why not? And I said, well, just so you know, I, I can make that work. That's, that's easy. And so I think it was really about the, the, the easiness of it. You know, it was really, you know, hey, I can do that. No problem. Let's, let's start right now. And the next thing you knew, we had a hotel booked. We had, you know, we had everything going in motion. And it was one of those things that sort of, it came together so well that it was, I'm a big believer in it meant to be. And so when things come together that easily and, and just, just that smashing, like, you know, it's kind of meant to be. And so I feel like Roanoke Author Invasion was supposed to happen. And all these women are supposed to come together and support one another and meet our readers here in Roanoke. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So that's, that's awesome. I just love that you guys got together and did that. Um, there was something else I wanted to ask you about. Oh, yeah, Blue Fire Consulting, your consulting business. Tell me oh, a little yeah, bit about, about that. that. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole too far, but um, what, where did that come from? Where did the idea for that come sure. from? And how's it, how's it going? Um, yeah, absolutely. So real quick, Blue Fire Consulting um, is my social media consulting business. And so I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I'm a social media strategist and PR strategist in my day job. Um, I'm the PR coordinator for Utopia. And so I'm doing all these things, and I finally decided that there are small businesses in Roanoke that need social media help, whether it's running it or just asking questions or whatever. Because, you know, social media is always changing, and it's my job to read up on that stuff and get updated on it every day. And so I put the bullet and decided to start my own business thanks to, again, Janet Wallace. Oh, my gosh, she was the one that totally inspired me to just, like, take the leap. Um, And so I did it, and it's going very well. I have a couple of new clients under my belt already. Um, I have a bunch coming up in September, which is just amazing. But really, I, I run social media for people. And so I help with, you know, questions that they have, or maybe we talk about a strategy or marketing campaigns they can try, you know, testing different ways to get the audience to pay attention to their posts and Instagram photos and things like that. Um, and quick fun side fact, Blue Fire Consulting was named by my best friend who was my original cover designer. And we call it that because it's it's Blue Fire. It's set your social media ablaze. And so in my Donovan Circus series, my main character, she's what's called a fire starter. And so she can create and control fire. And so the idea is that she has these blue flames, which she first starts out of thread. And so as she comes into her power, as she starts to understand her way of life and what she really wants out of her power, she um, starts to learn that her fire under enough control can turn blue, which is like a deadlier force of flame. Um, and so Blue Fire Consulting is actually a take on a throwback on how this all started because my books were what started this whole thing of going, of moving forward into marketing and things like that, learning how to do all this stuff, you know, for independent publishing. And so Blue Fire is named for Lucy and gifted in my first book um, to talk about how we are now officially taking charge of our social media. We're taking charge of our, of our firepower and moving forward into um, making it work for us. So long, long, fun story. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it was an interesting story. No, no. I think it's awesome that you drew inspiration from your characters to name your company. That's just is all inspiring. And yes, back Thank to you. Janet Wallace, who tells you, go for your dreams. Who cares? Yeah, man. She kicks my butt every day. I'm so glad. Yeah. <laughs> she totally does. Um, huge shout out to Janet. 
Um, there was something else I wanted to ask you. I can't. Oh yeah. Um, are you using the tools and tricks and tips that you know in your Blue Fire Consulting business to promote REI? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, um, for example, something really, really simple that people don't um, real, you know, some people don't do is when somebody comes in and comments on your post, like their post. I mean, that is so easy. Um, it's so dummy proof, and people really think that you are paying attention to them, and they realize that you like what they have to say, and that's going to keep them coming back. And so that was something that I really wanted for Roanoke Author Invasion is our readers, um, whether they're new to RAI or they were there last year or whatever, they know that um, we appreciate them and we want to, you know, showcase them and support them and all that. And so I really want to bring the readers into it more next year. Um, you know, but it's great because, you know, random posts, you know, like I was wearing my Roanoke Author Invasion shirt the other month and I posted a picture and I was like, God, I really miss you guys. You know, I must be missing you something fierce. I had to wear this today just because I was thinking of you guys. And it was just a really great way to bring everyone back into the fold and start thinking and talking about it again and getting them excited. And so now people are asking, well, when are you, when are you starting to plan for 2016? Like, actually, we already are. Happy you asked. Here's some details. So absolutely. I use. Right. I use those tips for everything, everywhere, all the time, everyone. <laughs> but that's a good thing. Is it's good to know what you can do to get involved with people. And I think that's huge for authors is to interact with people online and their fans and be sure you answer messages when people send them in a timely manner. That drives me Oh, absolutely. I mean, once again, I know how simple that sounds, but, you know, when you've got kids and, and jobs and things to do and things exploding and, you know, all that crap that happens, it's hard to keep up, and sometimes you really just have to put your butt in the seat and force yourself to respond and like and comment and talk because we're all introverts by nature. That's that's totally obvious. Yeah. Well, maybe not Joe Michael, but the rest of us are very introverted. Um, and so not not forcing yourself, but, you know, really connecting with these people through the Internet is, is such a wonderful way of being an introvert and still getting to be extroverted, you know. And so for me, it's an awesome way for me to be like, yeah, I'm totally personable, but also I really like hiding behind this computer screen and writing all night, you know, and that's totally cool. And I think that's why we love writing. <laughs> we get to hide behind a computer screen, but we still get to connect with our readers on social media and figure out who they are and what they love. Yeah, we absolutely do. And I put on a good show because, apparently, because everybody's like, oh, my gosh, you're so outgoing, and I'm really not. I would prefer to be Oh, my, my God, that's a lie. <laughs> Anybody listening to this radio, she's lying to you. Oh, my God. She is no. the most personable, friendliest person I've ever met in my entire life. Are you kidding me? But that's, you know, I mean, once you get me out, like Barbara Sheldon, I think, put it best. She said, or BJ Sheldon, um, she said, I'm an extroverted introvert. When I'm by myself, I enjoy being by myself. But whenever I'm around people, I kind of turn on, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah, yeah. And and I guess to some degree I'm that way too. And I, I guess a lot of people are. Um, and it's not because you feel like you have to be. It's because you're with your people. You're with your weirdos. And it's okay to be crazy and wide open. And that's, you know, like I always tell people, I'd rather have 100 really good readers, 100 really good friends, than 1,000 just okay ones, you know, because with those 100 good ones, I can be myself, and that's totally cool with them. Exactly, exactly. So, yes, whenever we get in public, we're kind of like, okay, yes, I know you. I'm, you're safe to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yep, I can talk to you without offending you. Terrific. <laughs> Yeah, and sometimes the things that come out of my mouth, I'm just like, gosh, that that probably came off as pretty offensive. <laughs> I'm glad people. Well, I mean, if it helps you get over that, uh, my best friend actually did not like me when she first met me because I'm so sarcastic that she believed everything I said and she didn't know that I was actually being sarcastic. 
Um, so there's that. So don't worry about that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So um, back to Roanoke. Uh, what can we check out while we're in town? Is there anything like a great place to oh, eat oh or my gosh. somewhere you would suggest? Totally in my wheelhouse. Absolutely. So my magazine publishing, uh, we actually dabble in tourism. So um, all the authors, oh, nice. when they showed up, they had a copy of the menu, which is my publication um, for like food. That's basically your food guide around town. You get to go to all the different restaurants and see their like sample menus and things like that. Um, and then I included a Virginia travel guide, which we also published. And so that's literally, okay, you can go to the Virginia Transportation Museum. Or, you know, if you've got boys who are really into that, or if you've got kids who are into, you know, like the ocean, you can take them to center in the square and see all the fish in the giant aquarium. Um, oh, nice. oh, my gosh, there's the farmer's market on, on Saturday morning. So, you know, if you if you had your table already set up by 10, you know, and you wanted to get out early and get breakfast, you could go downtown on the market and, the farmer's market and have breakfast down on the veranda and, and things like that. So um, there's so much to do here. You know, once again, Roanoke is small, but it is robust. It is a ton to do. Um, you know, and the best part about it is if you're outdoors, and I know when you're only here for a day, there's like not a whole lot of time to squeeze all this stuff in. But, right. you know, we've got tons of outdoor activities. So even if even if you don't believe in the outdoors like me, I, I don't do outside, but I love being inside, you know, Roanoke City Market building and things like that. Um, but, you yeah. know, we have the Greenway, which is like 26 miles or maybe even longer than that, that goes all around town. You've got the mountains for hiking, you know, and, and enormous views and sunsets. Um, you know, I mean, there's there's so much to do here. You will not be bored, like not at all. People who say they're bored clearly need to get out of the house because they're not doing enough. There's something to do all the time here. And then, you know, there's music, there's concerts, there's comedians. I mean, there's there's a lot. I could go on out and see better stop me now. Uh, stopping now. No, it sounds like a really happening place. Um, I can't wait <laughs> to get over there, like check everything out. Uh, oh, you're gonna get like a handmade tour. Oh my gosh. Really? You do that? Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna take it to the Star World of View. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be perfect. So everybody, come do a tour with me. I'll take you everywhere. That would be awesome. I would love that. Totally set that up with you. <laughs> um, what What were in you guys? You said um, in the beginning of the interview something about uh, bags, like the goodie bags. What What were oh, in those last yep. year? Um, actually, we did tote bags, and so we didn't have anything in them. Um, but you know, authors of course have all their swag on their tables. So we did tote bags. Um, we had a little Instagram um, cutout so you could do pictures and tag us on Instagram. Um, we cool. had T-shirts. So you can buy T-shirts um, and tote bags from Laura at the front when you first got there. And so we sold every T-shirt and every bag we had. It was great. Um, and, we, of course, we gave away a couple of T-shirts and bags at the end there. We had some extras. And so the ones that were there got to reap the benefits of that. So it was great. Um, and so hopefully we'll do more this year. You know, we have, um, mark my words, but publicity, they were a sponsor last year. And they've agreed to come back as a sponsor again. They had snacks and stuff for the authors, which was really, really great. It was so kind of Brenna to bring that stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're looking for more sponsors. It's Mark My Words Book Publicity. And, I've heard of um, them. What, actually, what do they what do? Yeah. They do PR for authors. They're actually my PR people, um, and they're amazing. Like, to, I don't know what kind of black magic they're working, but it's working for me, so I'm not going to complain, but they're wizards. Um, but, yeah, so they were one of our sponsors, and they brought granola bars and snacks and cupcakes and waters and everything just for the authors, you know, for when we needed a break. And it was very, very highly welcomed, and it was wonderful to have them. And so we were really excited when they agreed to be a sponsor again for 2016. That's really amazing. It's, yeah, you get in the middle of the day, and you're like, I'm so thirsty because I've been talking to everybody all day long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to die. <laughs> Must have drink. Yeah. Um, so are you guys going to do more sponsors for next year, or are you just going to stick with the one? 
We would like to. Um, I would especially like to get a local sponsor here around town just to sort of promote Roanoke and the things that we have. Um, but I have mm-hmm. not necessarily uh, decided on that yet. Um, we have also debated on, and we got a lot of great feedback about this too, um, a lot of signings and conferences, they will do ticket money, and so you'll charge, like, let's say, five bucks for a ticket, but all of that money goes to our, to our foundation. And so we've debated, you know, doing like a $5 ticket and all that money would go towards the Blue Ridge Literacy Agency or something to do, you know, the library or something like that. More details will be coming up on about that on our website as we make them. Um, we're just still in the early stages, so stay tuned on that stuff. Oh, nice. And if you guys missed the website, it's RoanokeAuthorInvasion.com, and the link is in the description of this episode. So tell me about what you have coming up, and then we only have about eight minutes left, so give me a quick rundown of what you're working on and what's coming out and what oh. we can expect to be soon. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, so um, I mentioned the Donovan Circus series that currently has three books out. That is sort of like X-Men meets the circus, for those who don't know. Um, I am yeah. just finishing up this weekend with that coffee thing that I mentioned earlier. I'm going to drink a lot of coffee. And my plan is to finish the fourth book, the first draft, this weekend. Um, and so, mark my words, book publicity is behind me, and they're looking at doing a release um, in the fall. We're thinking like mid-October. So, again, that, that could you know change just based on certain things. But thinking of fall release on yeah. book number four for the series. And then I have a couple of standalones that I'm working on. Um, I, I have two standalones out already, but I really like standalones. They, they write very fast. Um, and mm-hmm. so I love writing them, and so I have a, a bunch of those. I have a new adult sci-fi, I have a regular murder mystery, I have a, like a urban fantasy spy novel, and then yesterday, naturally, the bright new shiny idea was a young adult contemporary um, about marching band and color guard. So that's right through wheelhouse. It's what I know. I used to be a color guard instructor and a captain and all that. So the idea hit me, and it's a shiny new idea. Now I can't stop. You know how that goes. <laughs> Um, yes, you can't ever stop talking to me. So, so yeah, so I've got that. Um, that's all, that's all in the works for next year after the release in the fall. Um, kicking up that Blue Fire Consulting stuff. I'm still doing PR for Utopia, getting ready for Roanoke Author Invasion, and working my full-time job. So I think I'm going to stop there. <laughs> <laughs> you are almost as busy as I am. No, I'm kidding. You're about. I don't know. I don't know. You I might am. give everybody a run for your. You give everyone a run for your money there. So I don't know. I'm a busy lady, but I'm always on. So if anybody ever contacts me, I'm right there. Always that's online. true. That's true. But that's why we love you, because every time we need help, all i got to do is, well, I guess I'll just call Joe. I mean, she'll answer me. <laughs> I've had all these questions lately about how do you do this and how do you do that, and I'm like, I literally wrote a book on publishing. It's this book right here. <laughs> here, here's the link. I literally wrote the book. Exactly. <laughs> I literally wrote the book. It walks you through every single aspect of self-publishing, paperback publishing. It. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I even did Q and A with authors to find out what the best platforms were to publish on and put that in there. Oh so, yeah, no, that's awesome. See, that's why everybody needs your book because you've done all the research. You've done the stuff that nobody else wants to do. <laughs> well, yeah, I took my first year of experience and put it in black and white. Yep, and I think that's like, great. I I did a few pieces yeah. on my blog and stuff, but it was nothing as detailed as that. It was literally like my journey, you know, you get a few snippets and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, yours is so detailed that everyone's going to get something beneficial out of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, indies helping indies makes me smile. I love whenever indie authors support each other and 
put stuff out yes. there. As, yes. Who was it that said that we're not competition because there's no way that one of us can write enough books to feed all the readers in the world? <laughs> who was, who was I don't know, but I could not agree more. And and that's some of the reason I loved RAI so much. We had a mash of traditional indie and hybrid published, you know, books and authors. And so that was really great. It's not um, – you know, there's no there's no stigma with self publishing in our in our community, and I think that's amazing. Um, you know, now that we're forced to be reckoned with, so to so that was one of the greatest things that the girls, you know, the readers were coming out for their favorites, but they would stop at the people that did not know and take a chance on them anyway, and that's just incredible. Like that's amazing to me that they would just take a chance on somebody just because they're there and it looks like something they want to read, and they don't care if it's traditional or not. You know, and that's a wonderful support system. Absolutely. I think the Indies can't do enough for each other. And I mean, as I show in every December on my big event where I invite mm-hmm. bloggers to come mm-hmm. and pick up books and invite authors to come and pitch books, which is so much fun. Um, indies, supporting Indies just makes me super happy. Yeah. A to the man. I don't know what we'd do without people like you, you know, <laughs> and you're and you're an author and a reader, you know, I mean, that's like the best of both worlds. So. Well, I was a reader before I was an author, way before I was an author. <laughs> we all I was were. Four. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know that, that, that little contest that they run in schools to see who can read the most books and you get like a certificate? I have to imagine you blew them out of the water by about 200 or so, right? In third grade, I read 306 books. Oh, yes. I wasn't far off. Absolutely. Yeah, I never turned in my homework, but I read 306 <laughs> books that year. <laughs> There's no time for my mom was not books, upset. books to be read. Right. My mom was not upset. She was like, I'd rather her be reading. So, yeah. She was, yeah, my biggest champion. She, mom, I love Yeah, my mom, my mom so used much. to, she, my mom jokes on me. She says that our house was sort of big, you know, growing up, and I was this little kid, and I was, a, I was an only child. And so my mom would have to search the house for me because I was so quiet, and naturally she'd always find me in a corner of the house somewhere reading a book. So I disappeared. She'd know I'm reading. She just couldn't find me. Right. Did she did she used to come in and take the book off your face after you fell asleep with your light on? <laughs> uh, I have to assume so because it was one of those things like where you wake up and the book's gone and you're tucked in, like yeah, like that magic thing that happens when you're a child. So yeah. Yeah. Did she foster your love of books? Oh gosh, absolutely. Um she and, and my dad too, you know, they highly encouraged me to read, you know, I was reading at an early age and I was reading high school stuff, you know, in, in you know, elementary and middle school. I mean, my reading level, probably like yours and a lot of other writers, were it was pretty high. And I was lucky in the fact mm-hmm. that, you know, I would t- I would take, you know, every summer my dad would take me to the library every day and drop me off. I'd read like, you know, five books in a day and then I'd take five home with me at night, you know, to the librarians knew me by yep. name every single summer. Yep. My sister worked at the library, so I had an in there. Perfect. That's perfect. She brought me books every day. It was awesome. <laughs> she also <laughs> was a, a huge reader. So um, we're, we only have about two minutes left. Is there anything that you would like to shout out to the world before we end? Um, sure. No, thank you for listening. Um, if you're one of my readers, I am super excited that you're doing it, and I really appreciate it. If you're taking a chance on me, even better. I love you just as much. Um, and also, RoanokeAuthorInvasion.com. We are starting planning. If you guys have any questions, you can check out the website. Our contact email is on there, but it is RoanokeAuthorInvasion at gmail.com. If you have any questions or want more information on how to be a part of it um, or sponsor it, absolutely. I'm happy to talk about sponsorship. Um, and so, yeah, I think that covers everything for 2016, and we'll have many more details to come on our website and our Facebook page. 
That's so awesome. I'm so happy to be able to support you guys in any way that I possibly can. If you need anything, let me know. Oh, yeah, you, you've signed your contract there. That's already done. <laughs> we're going to use you, absolutely. You, you offered and now you can't take it back, so joke's on you. I don't plan on it. Online today on the, my little radio show, it was really an honor to have you. I'm so excited that you joined me and got to talk to you, even if it was live and everybody else could hear our conversation. I want to go hide behind <laughs> something now. <laughs> because, well, Thank you, you so much for having me. on the radio me. about things you do, you know, in person. Uh, you're very welcome. <laughs> if you guys missed that link again, it is in the description for this episode, and I will be adding Liz's link in the comments below to her Blue Fire Publishing and her own website as well as Laura Howard. Thanks a lot, and everybody have an awesome day.